This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs. Conference championship weekend. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs have seemingly found it. They're in the middle of a dynastic run. This is an attitude game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to step on this field with the attitude. From the yeah, yeah. I need everything you got. Did the Ravens start their own dynasty? Jackson pumps, throws back end zone, grab, caught, touchdown. Baltimore Ravens are a legit one seed. At some point, y'all are going to just learn your lessons. Do not count out Patrick Mahomes. That is for sure. I don't care what the spread is. If you're counting out Patrick Mahomes this weekend, good luck. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. All right, so when we look at the four coaches this weekend, we look at Dan Campbell, we look at Kyle Shanahan, we look at Andy Reid, and John Harbaugh, who once worked, of course, for Andy Reid as a special teams coach in Philly 100 years ago, which is probably not discussed enough, the fact that those two worked together and the fact that special teams coaches uh, like Raheem Morris, who now has experience on offense and defense, are the only coaches on a team that actually works with the offense and the defense. Oh, by the way, outside of the head coach, something to consider there. Mm. But when we think about these four coaches this weekend, which one do we think is the most to gain by going to and winning a Super Bowl? Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, you know what? You know what an interesting coach, a coach is? Dan Campbell. In oh, yeah. Is. Like, former player, not somebody that calls plays on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball, but just a, a masterful motivator. Uh, I think he's a great in-game tactician, although he didn't cover himself in glory at the end of that Cowboys game. I thought he was a little too aggressive in trying to get that second overall seed. But Dan Campbell would change the perception around who he is as a coach if he's able to win a Super Bowl. Think about it. You're going head-to-head against Kyle Shanahan, who was once upon a time the wonder kid when they brought him to the San Francisco 49ers, one of the people that was viewed as a a great X's and O's coach on the offensive side of the ball. You've got uh, Andy Reid or John Harbaugh, whoever comes out of the other side of the bracket, a Super Bowl-winning coach with an MVP quarterback. If Dan Campbell were to find a way to win a Super Bowl with this team's first foray into the postseason during his tenure and it be with the Detroit Lions, that absolutely changes his perception around the league more so than any of the other coaches in the Final Four. I do think location matters. If you can do it with Detroit, that means more. If you can, just They've like, never been to a Super Bowl. It's, it's just like the Cubs World Series or their first Red Sox World Series since the curse was broken. Certain, certain places, it just matters a yeah. little bit more. And I think to do it with Detroit would certainly... This would be his Theo Epstein moment? Yeah, well, Theo did it twice. But, yes, but I'm just saying, yes, like, it would be like the... Like the yeah, exactly. yeah it, it would be a little bit more of a feather, a bigger feather in your cap, no I would say. But to me, it's got to be Kyle Shanahan, right? I mean, that ghost of 28-3 hasn't gone away. I know he was the offensive coordinator, but we pin that on him. That is something that certainly follows Kyle Shanahan around. The notion that he's really good in the regular season, can't necessarily get over the hump in the playoffs. I think that if Kyle Shanahan falls short again, that's something that's only going to continue to intensify. And I think a trip to the Super Bowl does a lot to wash away that narrative. I mean, we talk about... The narrative surrounding Josh Allen. We talk about the narrative surrounding Mike McCarthy, around Dak, around Lamar. I'm kind of surprised that that isn't brought up more with Kyle Shanahan. And I think the regular season success he's had has done a little bit to quell that. But make no mistake, if they fall short again and the Detroit Lions beat them and the Packers could have beaten them, 
I think that noise is only going to get louder. See, I agree with you. I think Kyle Shanahan has the most to lose. I don't think he has the most to gain because we already view him as a top five coach in the league. Like, there are a lot of people that say, yeah, Kyle Shanahan is one of the very best coaches in the league. Like, mm-hmm. there aren't too many franchises that are going to take a, an, an alternative at the head coach to shock to Kyle Shanahan. Like, if they have a chance of drafting head coaches, he's going to be one of the first ones off of the board. And that's the curious part about Kyle because he doesn't have the Super Bowl to go along with the perception of who he is as a coach. Like, he's done a lot. He's done it across multiple quarterbacks, which is special from an X's and O's standpoint. Like, he's been able to field a really a relatively solid team each and every year. But the quarterback position for Kyle is starting to raise a lot of questions because if you're such a great offensive mind, if, if you've had great prolific offenses, why haven't you been able to figure out the most important position in all the team sports in the way of having sustained success but also competing for titles? Yeah, so, I mean, when I answer this question, because I want to follow up on one thing with you, CC, on this, but when I, when I think about the coach that has the most to gain the rest of the way here, I think about Andy Reid because the rarefied air that he could put himself in, right? So there's a lot of coaches that have their first Right, including Andy Reid obviously had one. John Harbaugh had one as well, right? But when you think about Andy Reid potentially getting his third, you're talking about rarefied air. He's tied with Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs then. He is one behind Chuck Knoll. He's then three behind Belichick, obviously, with six. So he may not have the time willingly, I'm saying that he wants the coach, to catch up. But you go to three as a head coach, that is rarefied air. So is two for that matter. What happens if Harbaugh gets number two then? And he wins this weekend and then wins in the Super Bowl. Oh, well, if Harbaugh wins, he's right there with Andy Reid as the second greatest coach in the 2000s behind Bill Belichick. And here's the thing. I would probably give John Harbaugh the nod over Andy Reid. And I know that seems blasphemous because Andy Reid won 100 games with two different franchises and has won you know, multiple Super Bowls with Pat Mahomes. But think about this. John Harbaugh would have won a, a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco and then Lamar Jackson. Like, it's doing it two different ways. Mm-hmm. And the latter of the two is is in in such a way that it's innovative, it's something that no one else in the NFL has really been willing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could maybe make a case that the Falcons did it once upon a time with Michael Vick, but they didn't lean into Michael Vick's ability as a runner the way that the Baltimore Ravens have. They have not only built an offense around him, they built a team around what Lamar Jackson is. Right. And so for John Harbaugh to essentially oversee that that iteration of the Baltimore Ravens, that change in identity and still maintain the team's overall competitiveness while doing it, I, I mean, yeah, that's that's special to me. That is really, really special. And then, of course, the success. He's got double-digit playoff wins. He's got, you know, double-digit uh, seasons where he's won double digits. Ten of the 16 years, they've been a double-digit win team. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think John Harbaugh would be eye-to-eye with Andy Reid, and I would make the case that he probably edges out Andy Reid for the second best coach in the 2000s. That's saying something because I think we always default to Andy Reid. But you're right. If you can do it not one but two different ways. I did it with Joe Flacco. But do we think a little differently of Joe Flacco after he came off the couch and did what he did with the Browns? No. (laughs) No, it just shows you how bad the Browns quarterback play was. (laughs) 
Okay. No, I don't think it'll be differently. Okay. I, I have a tough time putting John Harbaugh over Andy Reid in this spot simply because of the fact that I, I, the, the Eagles part of it, we probably lose sight of and how successful he was then. I mean, he made it to five straight NFC Championship games. Did not win a Super Bowl. No. but that, So that doesn't look as good unless you win Super Bowls. No doubt. Now that he's won the Super Bowls, that's Nobody's no longer... walking around with conference championship right. rings. But they that's not, not the first thing. Like, <laughs> But if he didn't win the Super Bowl with Mahomes, that's his top team success thing on, on the resume in his career. And now it's like way down the list. And oh, but like, oh, I've been to the Super Bowl a bunch of times with Patrick Mahomes. I've won two of them. By the way, you know, I was in Philly and I went to five straight NFC Championship games also. So more impressive, winning a Super Bowl with Pat Mahomes or winning a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco? I would say Joe Flacco. Okay, all right. That's that's what I was checking. I was just checking. I was just checking with Andy Reid. With Belichick and Brady, maybe it's because of the divorce and the way that it ended, but we always try to do the the pie chart of success. Oh, it was more Belichick than Brady. We don't do that with Mahomes and Reed in the same No, manner. we don't. We talk we don't. about them as more of a cohesive unit and say that they succeeded with one another, whereas with the other greats that we're talking about, we tend to divide uh, the success that we want Today, to Well, I think, it, I think it's because of how it ended in New England. Yeah. Though. Because, I, because divorce, one jettisoned the other out of the door. Right. Like, I don't see Andy Reid kicking past my homes out anytime soon. He should. And I don't think my homeboy is going to do that either to Andy Reid. But but when it comes to the John Harbaugh of it all, if you can do it with multiple quarterbacks, to me that puts you in rarefied air. How many head coaches that have multiple titles in the NFL have done it with multiple quarterbacks? Joe Gibbs. That's what I'm saying. How many, though? Is that the only one? No, I mean, there's got uh, – okay, so let's think here. Joe Gibbs definitely did it, right? Yeah, because he won one with uh, Doug Williams, right? Uh, Walsh did not, right? Because it was with Montana, all yeah, of them, Seifert, and then Seifert, Seifert won the one, one with Young. Yep. Uh, Noel did it just with Terry Bradshaw. With Bradshaw. Coaches that won Super Bowls with multiple quarterbacks. I'm trying to think who else won the. I mul- mean, maybe Bill Parcells was it Sims and Hosteller? Yeah, Sims and Hosteller. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Hosteller wasn't the starter going into the year. Well, he Sims did it, got, but he did it. Like we got to give him Sims, credit for that. Sims got hurt. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, okay. Um, head coaches with multiple Super Bowl wins. I'm just trying to think who else. Dallas. Jimmy did it with the same guys. Uh, Landry. I mean, it's you know before that's going, that's going back away. Right. I'm just me, thinking. Boss. Stram did it with Dawson. Right. I'm just thinking. It's, uh, Bart's. Yeah. I mean, I think that it put, exactly. It's just like you, yeah. you're seeing it now. Like right. we're we're reaching right. to find try to find an example. I'm of that. sure there. Are that's others. how special it would be if John was able to do that. Yeah. Which is why I would edge him out over Andy Reid if he's able to win the Super Bowl. So not just win this weekend. He's got to get to the Super Bowl and win it too. So you've had this whole conversation about John Harbaugh and saying you'd put him over Andy Reid. I would not. Um, but we have not even mentioned the name of Mike Tomlin. So if you're saying the best coach in the 2000s, then Mike Tomlin is second in your mind, or fourth, excuse me, to, to Harbaugh then, right? If, he, if Harbaugh wins another championship? Even if he doesn't right now. No, you said if he does who's who do you have ahead of themselves? So it's Belichick, no, I, I think the, pre- the, the the hypothetical was if – if he wins. Right, he but stop it. it right now, I'm saying. So it's Belichick, Reed, who's third? Let's say Harbaugh loses this weekend. Who's third in the 2000s? Is it John Harbaugh still, or do you put Mike Tomlin there? I mean, Mike Tomlin's there. Okay, Mike so, Tomlin's then, there. so then really the definitive for you is that John Harbaugh jumps Mike Tomlin with the win this weekend and then jumps Andy Reed with another win. No. No. no, no, because Mike Tomlin has been to multiple Super Bowls. 
John has only been to one. Right, but I'm saying that he would have been there with, uh, with multiple quarterbacks then. Tomlin's been there with the same quarterback twice, right? Mm-hmm. So based on the multi-quarterback theory, why would getting there not jump him over Tomlin? Uh, I mean, I, I see where you're going. I see, you, I see where you're going with no, it. No, it's but, where you went. I'm just saying. No, but, like, I guess, yeah. but I guess then I would factor in Mike Tomlin having 17 seasons, and you're talking about this team not being below 500. So that, that's one of those things that I would attribute that greatness to. Like I think there are only three other head coaches that have had a longer streak of teams that have been 500 or better in their career. I mean, Harbaugh has had 14 of 16 winning seasons, if I'm not mistaken. It, with a win this weekend, it's his second Super Bowl. With a second quarterback, I don't know. I think based on the multi – like, if we're, if we're going to say the multi-quarterback factor is an, an extreme factor that we probably don't talk about enough, yeah. I think you have to put Harbaugh over yeah. I mean, you're, in your listen, rankings. You're, you're probably right. I didn't think – that much about it with with number three, but I was just talking about it in the essence of what happens if Harbs wins and beats Andy Reid this week and then goes on to win a championship, what that would mean for his legacy. And I think that puts him as the second greatest coach in the 2000s. Yeah, I just I think you're underrating the the legacy of of theoretically jumping Tomlin because that's an enormous thing also. If you get to a point where you win this weekend – and you're going, and we have two weeks to think about it, and you're then dissecting the numbers because what you've done is dissect Tom, uh, Harbaugh versus Reed right yes. now. I'm telling you, if you spend the next two weeks and you dissect Harbaugh versus Tomlin, regardless of winning the Super Bowl, that in itself is an enormous accomplishment because I think we look at the last 20 some odd years, 25 years, as a big three, not equal, but Belichick, Reed, and Tomlin. Harbaugh finding his way in there is an enormous statement that has to then be made. That's fair. Joe Fortenbaugh will join us to pick games next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Joining us now, Joe Ford and by ESPN back, Carlin versus Joe, noon until 3 Eastern time. Joe, I'm beyond uncomfortable with Patrick Mahomes consistently as an underdog. I understand that he should be based on the teams, but 
if I'm gambling, aren't I just going to bet on Mahomes at all times if he's an underdog? Well, he's been quite successful as an underdog throughout his career. He's 13-3 and straight up in the playoffs throughout his career. Andy Reid is 5-0 and straight up against former assistants in the playoffs throughout his career. And Jim John Harbaugh, excuse me, was on his staff in Philadelphia back in the day as a special teams coach, so that qualifies here. So, yeah, it's understandable that people would be uncomfortable with the idea of Mahomes as a dog, and yet... The books send out Baltimore minus three, and then it goes to Baltimore minus three and a half, and then it goes to Baltimore minus four. So I think the public perception is where you are, Evan. It's a thought process of, man, Mahomes is a dog. This is too good to be true. And the professionals behind the scenes, they're pounding this Ravens line, pounding it. Look at it from a variety of angles. Number number one, that was a war in Buffalo last week, an absolute war. Bodies were going down left and right. You got to turn around on a full week, but the Ravens have an extra day to get ready for this game. Ravens are at home with the number one defense in the NFL. Like, let's not kid ourselves. That Buffalo defense wasn't very good last week. They were down a lot of key starters and were losing guys throughout the game, and the Chiefs found their way by. But late in the season, look at who the Chiefs were playing both offensively and defensively. They were padding stats. The offense started to look better. They weren't really facing good defenses. The defense looked great. They weren't really facing great offenses, right? Games against Denver, games against the Chargers, the Raiders, Tua's Dolphins in the cold. I mean, we're, we're looking at this Chiefs team saying, man, this is a, I don't know. I don't know how they're being valued. The Ra- I love the Ravens in this game. I'd lay the seven and a half on the alt line. I think the Ravens put it on him here. Joe, I was listening to you and Carlin talk about the Mahomes-Brady debate, and you weren't necessarily very complimentary about Patrick Mahomes, but I wanted to ask you because— Well, it's not about the complimentary. It's the idea that we're so quick to dismiss Tom Brady one year after retirement. That was reckless on Carlin's part, and he knows it. He knows it. Bravo. Bravo. So so that being said, Joe, with everything working in Baltimore's favor this weekend— If the Ravens end up losing in this game, does that say more about Patrick Mahomes or more about the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson? It's an excellent question. I think it depends on how the game would look, right? If we get a 42-40 shootout and Lamar plays great and Mahomes outduels them, it's no harm, no foul on Baltimore's side in terms of Lamar. We would probably look at that and say, what happened to that defense? Boy, were they overrated. And then we would say, look at Mahomes. Once again, when we doubted him, the guy showed he's the best in the business. Now, if this was a game where Kansas City comes in and wins 21-10 and Lamar's nowhere to be found and the defense is on the field 36 minutes and when they need to get key stops they just can't get it I think that's a different narrative so depending on how the way the game plays out is what the story is going to tell but one way or another if Mahomes wins this game it is a tremendous win for his resume absolutely tremendous to take out Miami then go on the road and beat Josh Allen on the road and beat Lamar Jackson and then possibly go to the Super Bowl and beat the 49 that's a hell of a run right there. Joe, the Green Bay Packers had the 49ers on the ropes, probably should have won that game, yet the 49ers are favored by 7.5 versus Detroit. So how would you look at that game? I'm glad you brought up last week's game, Smalls, of which you were not here last Friday to talk to me about any of this. Uh, how'd the run go? Uh, we finished. We finished? Yeah, that, that's how my marathons and half marathons have gone. And I say plural, not plural. Singular. Singular. But <laughs> well, well, Joe. Still, still Joe, a humble brag. I'm doing one in every state. I have 24 states left. Feel oh. free to join me at any time. Oh, 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 no, I won't be doing that. <laughs> but, wow. That, that, I love that. That's very ambitious. Uh, I would love to hear more of that down the line, but I'd be rude if I didn't answer the question <laughs> you initially asked. Um, I think going into this game this weekend – We have uh, a a severe case of recency bias that's taking place. 
in regards to both teams. Okay, let's start with Detroit. I want to start there. Uh, people like them. They're a feisty dog, right? Everyone's going to talk about Debo Samuel, whether he's on the field or whether he isn't. I, I heard you guys talking about it earlier. Like, look at how dramatic it is when Debo's not playing. Look at Jared Goff indoors versus outdoors. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to look at that. This season, when he is playing outdoors, nowhere near what it is indoors. Indoors, he's 11-3, and three, 70% completions, 28 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, quarterback rating 101. Outdoors, 3-2, and two, 63% completions, 5 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, quarterback rating of 82. Guys, this is just the second time the Lions have been outdoors since October 23rd. That's it. They were outdoors in Chicago. They didn't look good. And they have been playing indoor games for months. Now, that's not saying the weather is going to be hostile out there in San Francisco. But he's had issues outdoors his entire career, good weather or bad. And he's playing outdoors in this game. The Lions got eked by Tampa Bay. Okay? And that's not a good team. The Lions eked by the Rams. Rams are a good team. This is a monster step up in class. So now when we look at San Francisco, we're saying, look at them last week. They were really shaky against Green Bay. Well, look at the scenario. They come out with this Debo-heavy approach. They wanted to get Debo involved early, and they wanted to throw quite a bit. The problem is it started raining, and Shanahan didn't get away from his game plan. He was too stubborn. As a result, he dug his team a hole that they had the battle back from. But if you look at all the mistakes they made in that game and all the free plays they gave up to Green Bay, they still found a way to win it. Like, imagine what happens if San Francisco is clicking this weekend, what they can do to Detroit, especially that Detroit secondary. I think Purdy has a very big game here. I really like the George Kittle props. Over 61 and a half receiving yards. Kittle to score a touchdown. I think he's a big factor in this game. I would lay the seven with San Francisco. Market's starting to move to seven and a half. I'll tell you, I've never agreed with you so much in my life. <laughs> you and I bicker about everything on the air here, Fortinbot. Like, I think the Niners are going to crush them. And I think that... I I know it's predetermined in terms of who plays where in terms of the AFC and NFC. I wish the AFC game was late and the NFC game was early because I think the NFC game could be over at halftime and I think the AFC game is going to be one of the great games we've seen in a long time. I think that Detroit is going to get annihilated by the Niners this weekend. 10 plus easy easy in this game. All right, game. take it easy. No, all right? I'm I lay you. the whole thing out. I don't need you getting the mush all over it. Just take it Just easy. Watch. And I'll tell you what, I I I I, at the beginning of the week, I agreed with you with the structure of the games. I, I can't do that. I need the Raven game to go first. I am way too heavy on Baltimore, and I'm either going to need to chase with the Niners or I'm going to want a nice, calm evening coming off the Ravens win. I can't have the Ravens game be the last game. Emotionally, it's not good for me. Let me ask you this, Joe. I mean, if you're talking about the two games and Evan is so convicted that the 49ers <laughs> are going to blow the doors off the Lions, yep. from your perspective – which one of these two conference championship games is most likely to be a blowout? Like, if you're telling me that somebody is going to win by double digits this weekend, between the teams, who do you think that person is? I mean, the the easy answer is the Niner game because they're the bigger favorite. But I I am not going to be the least bit surprised if it's like 31-17 Baltimore. Because that's what they've done all year yeah, Baltimore. Long. They got nine wins against teams with winning records of two touchdowns or more. That's the thing. And we can talk all we want about how great Mahomes is because he is. That receiving unit stinks. You put Kyle Hamilton on Travis Kelsey and you try to neutralize that situation. What's left? 
Pacheco and who else? Like Mahomes is going into a gunfight with a knife in this matchup. And all we talk about for how they're going to win is his greatness. We know his greatness. The problem is the team around him. Like, Canty, wouldn't you be how, – how good would you feel as a D-lineman with no Joe Thune this week for no. Kansas City? Oh, I feel great. Like, come <laughs> Just, on. Justin Matabike is licking his chops right now. <laughs> come on. He can't wait. And you're licking your chops too. You don't even play anymore. You're just hungry. You just want some breakfast. Yeah, it's that's that's the thing. So I think it's easy to say the more likely blowout is the Niners. I, I think the Ravens are going to make a huge statement in this game. And I'm going to give you another tip here. All right, right now, the advanced line for Niners-Ravens in the Super Bowl is Niners minus one. I think after the Niners and the Ravens get done handling their business, the Ravens come back out as the favorite next week. Joe, do we have a wink-wink play for the weekend? Uh, So I'd like to give you the Phoenix Suns tonight in basketball, minus four and a half. I think that could be a wink-wink play. But keeping with the NFL theme, I'll give you a wink-wink. Brock Purdy's longest completion. Mm. It's an over-under on 40 and a half yards. This is pretty high for a longest completion prop. I'd play the over. Mm. I think Purdy hits a couple home runs in this game. Baker Mayfield went for over 300 against this Lions pass defense last week. I think the game plan this week, if you're Shanahan, a lot of people think you want to run. Detroit's very good stopping the run. I, I think you come out and you trust Brock Purdy to make some plays early, get him into a rhythm, and go after Detroit. Because if Detroit has to play on their heels and you know they're going to be throwing, that's going to be just, you know, Nick Bose is pinning the ears back and the Niners know what's coming, and that's going to set up nicely for a Niner defense that's not as good this year as they were in previous years. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure. All right, there's Joe Fortin by ESPN. Bet Carlin versus Joe Noon until 3 Eastern time here on ESPN Radio. Coming up, we will make our... Our official picks is part of ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100, 100 times, times your money, times money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats 
stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Well, this is a huge weekend, not only in the NFL, but for us in picking these games. We are on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Swoman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We're tied for first in the playoffs here. All right. Wow, Six and four. Pressure. We are tied with Amber and Ian. Carlin versus Joe, Freddie and Harry. Game night is five and five, and Greeny is five and five as well. So, Chiefs at the Ravens. Ravens favored by four. Smalls, you have gotten the Chiefs right all year, besides one week. Which week was that? I can't. Last remember. week. Oh, last week. <laughs> oh, Josh Allen. Oh, Buffalo Bills. I thought they had it for sure. And I think the Ravens have it this weekend. I think the Ravens are going to beat the Chiefs, and I don't think it's going to be close. CeCe's giving in the numbers all day. They have absolutely destroyed good teams this season. And I think Kansas City escaped with a win in Buffalo. I don't think that they're going to be able to beat the Ravens. No, I don't think so either. Steve is going to have to blitz Lamar Jackson in that offense, create negative plays, early downs and distances. Only problem for him is... Lamar, since week 12, has been outstanding against the Blitz. Since week 12, Lamar Jackson has an 86 QBR against the Blitz, six touchdowns, no interceptions, and he's averaging over nine yards a pass attempt. Took him a while to figure out Todd Monken's offense. They got it right. They struggled against the Blitz in the first half against the Houston Texans. Lamar's QBR was 63. In the second half against the Blitz, Lamar's QBR jumped to 93, passer rating over 100. So, Based on what Spags is going to have to do to try to slow down that offense because of how dynamic it is, it's going to leave them susceptible to big plays in the passing game. And Lamar has shown the ability to be able to take advantage of one-on-one coverage. And he's got the receivers that can do it as well. So give me the Ravens. I think they roll. I think it's going to be a double-digit win in Baltimore for the Ravens. Doesn't matter now because you both picked the Ravens. I would pick the Chiefs just because I would never pick against Patrick Mahomes. Not because not you think do that. top to bottom the Chiefs are better than the Ravens? It's not about that. I think that it, I, I have Patrick Mahomes in what I deem to be a close game, and I have a good defense. So I'm sorry. Like, I, I can't pick against him. I don't know that the defense is going to be good for the matchup against the Ravens because that defense can't stop the run. And when, you can't stop, and when you can't stop the run and you got to commit extra resources to the line of scrimmage, that leaves you vulnerable on the back end. Yeah, and the, that Ravens ground game has been un, almost unstoppable this it year, It just too. feels to me like there's always those moments where you come in on Monday and you're like, why would we ever bet against Patrick Mahomes? Right? I mean, like, why? That's why? how I feel right now. I I've, know. I've been against them all season long. And you've been right, but they're still here. Yeah. And a lot of times when you were betting against them, you were betting against them with the spread that, hey, I, they're supposed yes. to beat uh, Team X by double digits. I don't think, I don't gonna think gonna that's going to happen, right? right? Yeah, I mean, why would you bet against Tom Brady 16-0 and playing against the New York Giants? You wouldn't, except... <laughs> I, I'm not you trying to... You, would, you wouldn't, except it happened. Except you it won. Exactly. I'm not trying to correct by you, but way. it's going to make matters worse. 
18 and 0. 18 and 0. Well, that's my point. How much? How, who would better against Tom Brady? We haven't who talked about how shiny that Super Bowl ring looks. Today. Oh no, we did. Looks very good. Today. I got waved off. What do you think, Ev? No, no. Now you want to do, do, do it. What do you think? Now you want to do it. <laughs> Just go put that out there. Looks you, real you know, good today. Hey. Anyway, right, me too. Anyway, I have a wedding. So ring. we're going with Ravens, and we're laying the four points. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Lions at the Niners. Niners favored by seven. Smalls. I don't like this. I think seven is too many points for the 49ers. I know that uh, Joe Fortenbaugh just talked to us about Jared Goff playing outside this season. But I look at last week, and maybe I do have recency bias. I don't know about the health of Debo Samuel. And clearly when he is not in the mix, that offense looks totally different. Brock Purdy looked a little shaky last week. I think that the Lions are going to make this one close. I think that they're going to surprise some people. I, I, I think it's too many points for me. I think this one's going to be closer than the line indicates. Yeah, you know what's interesting about this game? The 49ers are known to be the bullies on the block, right? They talk a lot of they talk a lot of smack and they go out there and back it up. We saw what they did to the Philadelphia uh, Eagles earlier in the season and it was a get get back game from the NFC Championship game from a year ago. The Eagles the the the, the 49ers are used to being in a position where they can bully their opponents. But we see what happens when the person that they try to bully punches back. We saw it Christmas Day or Christmas night against the Baltimore Ravens, which is a physical team. And I'll say this, I think the Detroit Lions are of that same mold. They're not as talented as Baltimore. They're not as talented as the 49ers. But they are as physical, if not more so. And give me the team that can win at the line of scrimmage, run the ball, stop the run, and a team that that quarterback has experience in these moments and has had success in winning a conference championship game. I'm taking the Lions, and I'll take the seven points. I actually think the Lions are going to win outright. I'm taking it that far. I would and love maybe that. that's a hard overhead pick because of my former teammates Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn being on that staff. But I am rooting for the Detroit Lions, and I am rooting for Jared Goff as well because I think the narrative around his career completely changes as well if he takes the Lions to the Super Bowl. So I'm taking the Lions plus the seven points. But you heard it here first. There's a chance that the Lions could win outright. I think the Niners are going to kill them. I think that everybody sits here and they look at last week and they look at the idea that Green Bay played them well. First playoff game, they had a week off, rest versus rust scenario. I mean, give me a break. The Niners have been great all year. When all their guys play, they don't lose. And now we're just like, we're trying to convince ourselves that this guy, this team, excuse me, in Detroit is going to be able to win. I think Jared Goff has had an excellent career, as I mentioned. I have no issues with him. If he wins, that's a fun conversation to have. Because when we do the comparison with Jared Goff's career versus other quarterbacks, that's going to be a really unique thing. Drafted number one overall. Did he live up to a number one overall hype? The answer would probably end up being yes, but it took him two teams in order to do that. But he would have done that. You go to two Super Bowls as the number one overall pick, that's worthy, and and you're helping in the reason as to why? Yeah, that's living up to the hype, especially when you look at some of the other number one picks we've had in recent memory, right? Yeah. So that's a fun conversation to potentially have if they go there. Give me a break. It's not happening. The only thing I would say, Smalls, to, to Evan's point, Jared Goff in his five matchups against Kyle Shanahan teams, zero <laughs> and five. Oh, great! Zero and five. Does that a, mean he's due? A, with an average with, with a QB average QBR of twenty one, an average in less than six yards per pass attempt. Ooh, Just put it out there. Ooh, that Just doesn't make me there. feel great. But I think that means he's due. He's due. I think that means he's due. So since their bye week, San Francisco has lost two games. Okay, one was the last game of the season where they didn't play guys. The, la- the second one was against the team that everyone has said is the best team in the NFL this year in Baltimore. 
And they lost big, 33-19. But they've lost, in essence, one game when they played their guys. One singular game. That's it. And now we're going to have the Lions, who have had an amazing run, beat them. Sorry, I don't buy it. All right, CC, uh, best bet. Uh, we have it here. Uh, best bet for the weekend in terms of over-unders, different things that you would advise people going to ESPN Bet and betting on. Okay, so Joel Embiid let us down last night. He didn't get 48 and a half total points and rebounds. Came up short. Um, but we did get Drew Holiday over four and a half rebounds. We did get Cat uh, from the Minnesota Timberwolves with two, a couple of three-point makes. So we're going to go with the NFL. Okay. We're, we're playing the conference championship games because that's going to be the theme for the weekend. That's what everybody's going to be locked in on. Putting some coin on it makes you pay a little extra attention to it. So we're going to start with the Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to take the Ravens on the money line. We're going to take Zay Flowers over 43.5 total rushing and receiving yards. And we're going to take Jameer Gibbs over 76.5 rushing and receiving yards in the NFC Championship game. So, again, Jameer Gibbs over 76.5 rushing and receiving yards. Zay Flowers over 43.5 rushing and receiving yards. And the Ravens on the money line, it pays out at plus 424. So, a nice little three-leg parlay. Nice little three-leg parlay. Just go put that out there. Coming up, our unsportsmanlike moments of the day. Next, unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. He survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. It was not a great look. We are unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So, unsportsmanlike moment, something weird, something quirky, something different. We got a few of them today, guys. So, a lot of times, people that have been... Um, CC's peers, athletes, professional athletes, come after us as fans in media. Now, CC is a fan and, and member of the media now, but I'm saying the athletes like to come after fans and media. You guys don't know what you're talking about, right? NBA announced their all-stars yesterday, the starters. 
And um, per Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press, seven NBA players voted Steven Adams to start an All-Star game. He hasn't played a game this year. <laughs> Not a single game. I don't want to hear from players that us fans and media are crazy on this. Your peers, Mr. Canty, voted a guy <laughs> to start an All-Star game who hasn't played a game this season. Would you like to explain? I don't know that I can explain. <laughs> I guess other than the fact that the players want Steven Adams to have that on his resume. I guess that's what it is. We want him to be an all-star because he hasn't made an all-star team. Maybe, how about when he plays, maybe, maybe try to vote maybe, him in? Maybe that's the thing. Well, I don't know how much more playing he's going to do. Steven Adams is a little long in the tooth, don't you think? So, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening. I, I guess that would be my only explanation as to why. No, Popularity contest? They, they don't a, take it seriously, and they get mad that we as fans and media don't take it seriously, and they're the ones voting in guys who don't actually play basketball. Another thing that was interesting. Okay, so why did he ask me my opinion? If I'm he, just saying. I get like defensive. He, a, he asked me my thoughts, and he's like, no, that's not it. This is why. Okay. All right. Um, per Woj, next thing here. Okay. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers are letting the 48-hour deadline to file a protest over Tuesday's loss to Oklahoma City lapse. Confident that they committed, uh, they communicated their frustration to the NBA about the final moments of the game, source told ESPN on Thursday night. So if you're going to protest the end of a game, you never win those protests. But you don't normally let it lapse. I have a theory on this. Is there a chance the Blazers realize, wait a minute, why are we trying to get an extra win? We want to lose as much as possible. Oh, yeah. That's a great point. Is there a better, an odd example of of tanking than than this? Like, wait, if we win this, then we get a win. We don't want the win. We're actually going to protest some of our own wins here. Yeah, let's not hurt ourselves here. Just saying. That was an interesting one. Next one. Yesterday, Greeny, Hembo. These guys have worked together forever, right? They're on 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Um, well, take a listen to what happened yesterday on their show, a revelation and a realization by one Mike Greenberg. You know what we discovered today, by the way? I'm in such a bad mood. I just feel like saying something that's going to make someone laugh. It might not be me. Are you aware, Bubba, that Hembo, how long have I known you? Uh, ten years. I've known him ten years. He has worked. When I left, Mike and Mike to come to get up, you were literally the only person I took with me. We have written a book together. We are writing two more together. We spend more. I spend as much time with you as I do practically any human being on planet Earth besides my wife. Yikes. And I found out today that I spell his name wrong, and it is written <laughs> wrong in my contacts. What? His name is Hembekitis, and I thought it was Hembekitis. I have an I where an E should be. Yeah, oh, that's my right. gosh. And so here's the problem. I'm having such difficulty. So he said that it bothers him that it is wrong in my contacts. So I said, here's what's going to have to happen. With all the issues I'm having with my phone, I'm not changing it. I'm not going in there and trying to change the contact because I'm sure something bad will happen. So I think you have to go change the spelling of your name. <laughs> I think you need to go to I'm the now DMV. Paul Hembekitis? You, 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 you are Paul Hembekitis. You're not a Paul Hembekitis. Uh, it's, it's H-E-M-B-E? Yes, that's how it's properly spelled. It's on the book. Doesn't sound right to me. Okay, I got to wow. ask you guys. Because I, I got to own this. What's up? There are multiple people in my phone that I know their name is spelled incorrectly. And mm-hmm. I've never changed it. Is it mine? I don't think so. A lot of times people say small man, M-A-N, instead of small mun, M-O-N. It's I'm, common. No, but uh, do you have anybody misspelled in your phone? Oh, I'm sure I do. 
Would you if if somebody said, "Hey, my I see your phone. My name is misspelled." You wouldn't correct it. <laughs> You'd be like, "Whatever." No, but don't you like if you have an iPhone and somebody texts you, it has the ability to update based on the yes. person's you update know, the contact based on the person's contact. Do so, we assume that Greeny would know how to do that? It's just it pops right it up. Automatically you, you does don't even it. Do All you that. have to do is tap the button that says update. Correct. So there really is no excuse for having somebody's name misspelled in your phone. If their name is misspelled in my phone, that means they don't reach out to me very often, and that's a them problem. But if somebody was sitting next to you and they pulled up your contact info and it said Chris Canty, first see- of all, that's a problem if they can get into my phone if they sit next to me. No, no, up if, my they ha- if they have, have their phone. Your, up. Does your wife have your password? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's my wife though. I know. I'm saying. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But no, if you nobody, just some don't, people don't do don't that. Nobody else have it though. Right. Some people don't do that. But if you just saw <laughs> somebody have, <laughs> I mean, we know that's, why. That's bad ball right there. <laughs> that is bad yeah. ball. You know. Open up a whole different. Yeah, I'm not saying me. No, now we got to talk about this. Yeah, we do. One of the most shocking things that ever happened to me in my life is Mm -hmm. one time a guy handed me his phone unopened and was like, "Here, order something on the phone. I'm going to the bathroom. If you get locked out, the password's one, two, three, four. And I was like, "Oh my god, what?" The power. The power. Like you have all that power. (laughs) Because most most people are not like that, you know. But it was just so casual. Like, hey, the password's one, two, three, four. I was like. What? That was a big moment in that relationship. It was major. And my girlfriends and I talked about that forever. That was, instead of one check in the positives column, that was like 10 That's checks That's like in a the guy saying, column. I love you, Correct. basically. Like, like I like, trust you. I love you. Like, he basically said, I love you without saying, I love you. I trust you. You should trust me. To the phone. Okay, I didn't know where you were going with that. You were saying that's a plus. It yeah. was yeah, so I thought, unbelievably hot. I was hoping hot. so, yeah. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, because I, I would have no problem. My wife can take my phone. I don't care. There's nothing to see there. Like, what are you going to see? But NBA a lot trades? of people are like, not wow. like that. Wow. You have Caleb Martin to the Mavs for Grant Williams. Interesting. Like, that's what you would see. I'm, my phone, you'd give it back to me. Like, I, I can't. This is too boring. I can't even go there. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I like – so that's – wow. So then let's do it the other way then, Smalls. If somebody's like – if you're like, hey, can I grab your phone? I need to order whatever. And they're like, nah, you know, just use yours. Red flag immediately. Oh, 100%. Duh. Come on. <laughs> what is this, amateur hour? <laughs> like immediate red flag? Yeah. Like oh. major problems? It's, it's and an even bigger red flag, up the flag is pool. if they have a phone that's sitting out there in front of them and then you hear another phone going off somewhere else in the house. Two phones? Two phones. What are we doing here? I got two phones. <laughs> I got two phones. <laughs> What's that now? I may or may not have had two phones once upon a time. Who was that, Kevin Gates? <laughs> two phones. <laughs> or, or if you sit down. And somebody texts you, and then they go like this. They flip it over. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. They don't respond, (laughs) but they flip it over. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I can't (laughs) respond now. Yeah, that's that's, that's bad ball, too. There are some phone phone etiquette things that inform a lot about where a relationship is. Big time. Like, if if I I foresee a future with you, there are some things that I am doing and some things that I am not. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're you're in a committed relationship, you're not flipping the phone off. That's right. And you are giving the password to that person. And you're not having the two phones. And you're not having the two. Definitely not having the two phones. While we're on the Hembo thing, I just want to reiterate the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day was uh, he didn't wash his hands after going to the bathroom this morning and Uh, gave me a fist bump. uh, just throwing that out there. As, as Hembo and Greeny are coming up next, did not wash his hands, fist bump to me. Which but you, I are, take but you are not blameless in that. I know. I should have pulled away. That reached out for a greeting when somebody is coming out of the bathroom. No, no. He reached out to me. I should have never reached back out to him. And that's the problem. It's not, that's the, way on you me. Told, it's not the way you told it earlier. It's exactly the way no, I told it's not. it. No, it's not. I promise you no, it is. I think you're going to hear it during Greeny coming up. We are on to Monday. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.